It's I Green, mate, via Hillsborough, please. Welcome to the Wizards of Drivel <laughs> podcast. It's roughly 11 o'clock, and I'm in Chris Brammer's kitchen, of all places. <laughs> We've just had a McDonald's, mm. and not only are we digesting the sugary, fatty contents of our meals, we're digesting a point for the potters at Bramall Lane. And before we dive too deep into the performance, Chris, I think that we should probably mention one thing each that we enjoyed about tonight, because I feel like the conversation might lean towards the negative side overall. Sure. Um, and And we don't say the obvious being, like, the goal... I mean, you can say the goal if you want. Okay, but I think that's too obvious. <laughs> it's far too obvious a, a thing. Um, the, yeah, the goal is kind of the only, <laughs> the only highlight, isn't it? It but is the only fucking thing. The only thing. <laughs> I mean, it's not going to be worth it for any listeners here, but um, uh, sitting in the pub beforehand with Dom discussing which managers or which US presidents was a pretty good start to the evening. That I hope that audio is salvageable, you know, because <laughs> that would be great for a Patreon episode. No, it's got to be the goal. Got to be the goal. I'm sure yours is the same. Yeah, it was the only fucking. But the funny thing about it, the funny thing about that goal, and it like Joe Allen's there lining it up, and they're getting their wall there, and I'm just saying, yeah, it's gonna hit first man. This <laughs> that's the that's the the depths of my negativity right now. <laughs> nah, it's not. It's not going. Not even gonna beat the first man. <sighs> I mean, part of me thinks that was him trying to pass it to someone. <laughs> uh, yeah. so, which is my lack of faith in, in Stoke at the moment. I mean, uh, if I'm scrabbling around for positives, nah, that's it, that's it. <laughs> it's, literally, it's literally the goal. That's the goal. I mean, I, I did say... Uh, Around the 70-80 minute mark, I thought Joe, Joe Allen was probably our best player tonight, and that is not saying an awful lot at all. Um, but, you know, his busyness was more effective in the second half, mm. and I feel like, uh, you know, if, if he had better players around him, we, you know, we might have been able to... You know, do that thing called creating chances, which we didn't seem very likely to do at all no, over the course to. of the game. Uh, Gary Rowett wasn't managing, but uh, you wouldn't have known it from the way we set up and played. It was very much the the ghost of Gary Rowett <laughs> uh, managing. And Sheffield United, you look at their squad; they've not got anyone good, really. I don't think. I think they're a pretty. What did you think of them? I, I they were pretty much as they um, as our mate. Ben from the preview podcast said they would be. They yeah. were organised, effective. Everyone knew their, what their job w- was. They weren't very creative. They didn't seem to have that individual bit of brilliance or flair. Yeah. But they just seemed to know what they're doing. And they just seemed to be so much better at it than us. And we were chasing shadows for a lot of the first yeah. half. Yeah. God, yeah, yeah. Um, I think I, I said to, to my folks who were there that... It was so, so obvious that their one-touch passing, or just the speed at their passing, was so confident. They knew where everyone was, um, whereas we were taking ages on the ball. We were pedestrian, is the word I've used a lot. Um, And we were getting done on the overlap so many times. So many times that ball was going out wide and people were losing their man. They... 
we are very, very lucky to be having a point. Mm. And it kind of papers over the cracks and makes me feel a lot happier than I thought I was going to feel before that free kick curled in. Because they were, yeah, they were they were far better than us. I, I kind of, you you said as we were leaving that you didn't think that Sheffield United were anything special, and I kind of agree in the sense that the first game of the season against Leeds, I was blown away. I wasn't blown away by Sheffield United. I just thought we were shit. Mm. <laughs> so it wasn't so much, oh yeah, they've really tore us apart. No, we're just really bad. Yeah. Um, and somehow <laughs> we have a point. Yeah. I mean, it's... And a couple of people have uh, said to us on on, twi- on Twitter about, you know, we've, we've got a really late equaliser away from home on a Tuesday night game mm-hmm. and yet they feel kind of deflated after the game. Yeah. And that is very rare territory indeed. Not because we thought we were necessarily going to win today because I thought going in I'd have taken a point yeah. all day long. But just the manner of the performance, like <laughs> I say, is so pedestrian and so kind of lethargic they and it's just so kind of stodgy. They don't just, move either. Yeah. Though that and that's the thing that was really noticeable for me tonight is the fact that they pass it between themselves at a really slow pace and they don't move. They it's not a case of pass the ball and move on. So we don't create the space. We don't we're not able to move it further up the pitch. We're, and then when we are pressed in midfield, which we were a lot today, we were hurried off of the ball and isolated out towards the wings. It comes quite obvious that we struggle to create. I thought it was very apparent that when Bojan came on, that he was looking to get the ball, move with it, release it, it create, move further. It creates space. Exactly. That's, exactly. that's the biggest thing that we've that, needed. He creates space for other players. That's what they all should be doing. They should all be doing that. I mean, you yeah. can make an argument that Joe Allen tries his best to run around. I thought he was a bit... I know you said he thought he was best player. I thought he was a bit sloppy at times today. But yeah, who wasn't? I think, but exactly, like, it would be unfair for me to single him out when other people are, are kind of similar. It's... I, th- I thought the substitution for Berahino was insane because yeah. I thought before that got booed in the ground. And yeah. I give our fans some credit for recognizing a crap substitution mm. uh, when they see. That's the him. only thing I'll give him credit uh, for tonight. But <laughs> it, well, it's it's kind of you know it's an odd one with uh, you know away support because they're kind of you kind of you can get the more knowledgeable fans in. You can kind of get the more reactionary fans in, <laughs> and, I, and I kind of like the juxtaposition of booing that sub, and then, and then five then seconds later going six, seven, two, Peter Crouch, <laughs> you know, singing Peter Crouch's name, having booed his yeah. introduction to the pitch. Um, but for me, I our biggest problem on the pitch right now is the flanks, because James McLean has not got discernible attacking quality at all, <laughs> and. Overlapping him is Eric Peters, who can't cross yeah. a road. Yeah. And on the right, you've got Martina, who I don't, I don't think is very good at all. I think Tom Edwards is as good, if not better, from what I've seen well, of him. Well, Tom Edwards tonight, he made his substitute appearance, and granted, it was only for like what the last ten minutes of the mm. game, but I, I thought he. Maybe it was just the fact that he brought some energy into a dying game and to. to tiring Sheffield United players but I didn't think he did too much to be out of place 
No, uh, it, it it wasn't. Oh, it wasn't obvious that oh, we'd have brought on a youth player. At yeah. least but, it was only ten minutes. But but for me, Tom Ince today was just hopeless. Mm. He really, really struggled, and I think he's been on the whole okay this season. But he is often the only creative player on the pitch, and that is worrying. Yeah. going you know long term. When you consider, yeah, we knew when we signed Tom Ince that he was pretty inconsistent. Yeah. And to expect him to create all our chances for us, given that McLean can't create anything, given that the overlapping fullbacks are really, really cross, poor. Yeah. yeah, we've got quality in the middle of the pitch. Ryan Woods is quality. Mm-hmm. Joe Allen can be good. Atebo can be good. Bojan can be really good. But when when you... That's four players on either side of the pitch who we're kind of writing off because <laughs> well, they're, they're just shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> McLean, I, I, you know, God loves to try and everything, but he's just, you know, he's, he's really pouring the ball. And Ince needs to have a good game for us to be effective at all. And Ince did not did, have a good game. Well, did McLean go to left-back at the end of the game? Well, he, he, I think he kind of should be a left-back <laughs> in all respects because... Yeah. You know, he, he runs a lot he, and he's, he's yeah. all right at winning the ball every now and again. I'm, I'm sick of players who are running around a lot and are all right at winning the ball every now and again. <laughs> You're you know, recommending give, what should just be a general attitude. Yeah, can, can, can we have players who can, you know, cross the ball effectively? Yeah. I mean, I don't know how many corners we had tonight. It wasn't many, but no. we kind of fucked everyone up. And what was enjoyable about the free kick was I was just thinking right who's he going to try and hit he's, he's going to look for Crouch but we've not got anyone quality who can whip this ball in it's not going to go anywhere oh look he's he stuck one ring around the kick <laughs> around, the, around the wall you know fair play I really missed Jordan Shakiri tonight oh god I miss that man because I, I realised the last time I was at Bramall Lane <clears throat> was the pre-season friendly last season and we lost but Shakiri got a standing ovation in that game mm. from the Sheffield United fans as he came off um, and he's just I think the the difference Shakiri went past his man yeah Shakiri and I know it's a big difference he's playing for a Champions League side now I I get that they are not com- they are not comparable but I, I just found myself wishing Ince would have a bit of pace about him and try and, and, and run at people and run past them. You just there was so often he was just midway into their own half and you wanted him to get to the byline and run and we weren't, we just stopped and slowly crept up the pitch and nothing would come of it. Yeah. They'd eventually we pass, 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 a, a lofty cross, they clear it, back to their players, and so many times McGoldridge or whoever got the right the other side of Ashley Williams or something and we're mm. like getting through it, it, we got luck we got lucky lucky a few times with that. And but what you're talking about there about it's kind of being frozen in possession, it's just it's a systemic problem with the whole team. Mm. We you know, as good as Woods is, he passes it to someone and they just kind of freeze on the ball mm-hmm. and they don't know what to do with it. And I think we did get better as the game went on in terms of passing and we gradually grew slightly more confident in, in possession but it's the same fucking problem mm-hmm. we we go a goal, goal down and then we start playing <laughs> then we start realising that we're okay and uh, I completely agree I think the crouch sub at that point was ridiculous 
I can understand throw Crouch on if we're 1-0 down, we need a goal lump up to him. But it was 0-0 and we were still playing kind of on the deck more. And if we're going to play on the deck more, keep Sido on, because Sido was doing okay, you know, mm-hmm. he was he was putting himself about, you know, he, he didn't always come off for him, but at least I could see what his purpose on the pitch was. Crouch <laughs> is not going to offer you that. I, I did not see a situation tonight. We could still be playing this game now, and I don't think we'd have created a decent chance from open play that wasn't just a ball in and someone getting on the end of it. Mm. We weren't gonna, like, we weren't gonna pass through them and score a poacher's finish today because they're just they're just not very good at doing that. But then that's to do with the fact that when when we are creating chances, they're from deep and they're mm. shit. <laughs> yeah. So, like in the context of. The Birmingham game, and you know, you can kind of, oh, yeah, yeah, you can kind of Birmingham. Yeah, we we didn't discuss the Birmingham <laughs> no, game didn't. on a podcast, but uh, kind of given that, and you can also lump in the the Norwich game as well. They those are three games in a trot where uh, we've won one, drawn one, and lost one, mm-hmm. but we've absolutely jammed the two goals we've scored from those <laughs> games, and it's like, are we gonna? be positive again are we going to create chances because up until that Norwich game you know we were scoring fairly regularly you know we'd often score two a game even even though we'd often be three down but it's like Rowett has kind of regressed and it's 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 just really depressing (laughs) (laughs) I don't know where we are in the league now, but we were seventeenth before. Should we have kick- a look? I'll have a look first while you keep talking. But we were seventeenth before kick off, and I know Sheffield United have done uh, very well this season, and I would have taken a point before kick off. But we are running scared of a lot of teams now, and how many teams can you make the kind of excuse like, "Oh, we'd take a point there, take a point there," mm. because given how bullish we were going into the season, we can't just keep saying, "Oh, well, a point again against them's good, a point against them, them's good," because there there are quite a lot of teams who will consider themselves playoff contenders, yeah. if not more. Leeds, Borough, Sheffield United, Norwich, you know, Blackburn. Uh, I'm I'm sure there are others who I'm forgetting right now, but good, above average championship teams. I I think there are easily twelve, twelve or thirteen teams who would consider themselves playoff candidates. Yeah. Brentford, Aston Villa, you know teams like this. Even even Wigan, you know, teams who can, who have quality, but also have a game plan. We seem to have. Neither at the moment. When we have a game plan, the game plan is to sacrifice quality. And when we have quality, it's quality we demonstrate when we're absolutely shitting ourselves and panicking, mm-hmm. like against Rotherham. Like, <laughs> oh, we'll introduce quality now when we're 2 0 down. We were 2 0 down against Rotherham, you know. <laughs> it's kind of. It's, it's really, really frustrating. And I have been um, very kind of sympathetic to Rao, I yeah. think. I think I've given him a lot of uh, time and I've been understanding and I appreciate that the job he inherited was a difficult one and his signings have actually overall been decent. But you look at the manner in which we approach games and it, it is the approach of a team 
battling relegation more than it is a team challenging for the top yeah. six. <clears throat> Today was very negative. It was set up to defend. It was set up to keep shape and to not concede, which is funny because we conceded, but it, we, we weren't. I, it wasn't a positive game plan, which is which is mad considering the quality that is in that team. Mm. Oh, I say quality. We haven't really seen it. Like, is it fair to say all oh, they're a quality side when we're not even that good? I don't know. It's it's, it's very easy to get down in the in the dumps about it all. Right. But, yeah. Yeah. And I appreciate. I I definitely agree with that. And I I think some people can go overboard in. In the negativity, but um, I look at our team and I think there are three players I would call genuine quality players in terms of technical ability. Mm -hmm. Tom Ince is a good technical player. He has skill. We didn't see it tonight because he's a very patchy player. We sometimes don't see this from the likes of Tom Ince. Bojan is another one, mm-hmm. very good technical footballer, and Ryan Woods is another one, excellent eye for a pass, excellent, you know, ability to to see things in a game. Yeah, yeah. When Tom Ince doesn't play well, the pressure is on the other two. Well, but it's not even the other two because Bojan is on the bench, so it's the pressure is on Ryan Woods to create everything, and Ryan Woods can't do that because he's really deep yeah. in the pitch. So I think. Every game from now on, we have to start all three. Because if one of them isn't playing well, then we need the other one to step up. And that's a lot of pressure to put on them. Yeah. And it's it, it, and it's not like, oh, I blame Tom Ince for us being shite tonight. It's not like, oh, if Bojan didn't play well against Birmingham, then oh, oh I blame Bojan. It's because they're the only three players who can create stuff for mm-hmm. me consistently. It... And... Again, it comes back. It comes comes back to the wing situation. The whole left side of the pitch is just plodders. They're just a couple of plodders. They're absolute. I, they they try their best, and I, I don't want to like just pile you, into them. But they're just not good enough technically. Trying your best isn't 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 good enough in terms of what we need. Yeah. Like by all means, yeah. Well done. You've you've done you've done what you can. You've done. You've put a, put a effort in. But like. We we need more than effort. We need ability, and mm. and I'm not I'm not seeing that uh, from yeah from that. But then I, I, again, I didn't see it from Ince. Yeah, but I've heard and read comments to the effect of oh, they don't look like they're trying. They don't look like they give a shit. I think it's the kind of opposite problem of we just haven't been able to have enough quality and calmness and on the ball and. There's a discernible difference when Bojan comes on the pitch. Even if he yeah. doesn't do everything right away, you can just tell that he's willing to create space. He's willing to gamble on stuff, and we've missed that ability just to try something mm. and, and see where it takes us. Yeah. Because at the moment, if we set up like that against Bristol City, I think we could easily lose. Yeah. And look at the games we've won this season. Uh, Bolton, Hull... Really poor sides. Norwich, uh, a good result, but we got very lucky indeed. And we haven't been the team that everyone expected us no. to be. It, people expected Ince and McLean to be dangerous, you know, championship wiggers, and we'd like throw in the Premier League quality 
of Bojan, Alan, mm-hmm. uh, Etebo. And it's just not panned out like, like that. And I don't know if that's Rowett's fault, if it's the fault of expectation. It's just it's just really it's, really tedious at this point. It's just got really tedious. One. We're tedious to watch. And Yeah, it was it wasn't a tonight wasn't a fun game. No. By any stretch. No. It was like like I said, we've got an eighty eighth minute equaliser and I'm I was buzzing about that. I, I went completely bananas for yeah. it. But I again people are saying like I've I've got bananas for eighty eighth minute equaliser, but I just feel deflated after this game. And we we just crap. <laughs> we just yeah. and it's really sad, but we will move on to some questions. Okay. Um uh, Ryan Stokes, we've scored a late equaliser against a team at the top end of the league. Why do I feel empty? I hope we've answered that. I hope we've kind of outlined the problems <laughs> we have in the team. Uh, if I'm, if I can uh, quote the great uh, Badil and Skinner song, we're not creative, creative enough. We're not positive enough, <laughs> and it, the flanks are terrible, and we just don't seem willing to. I don't, I don't even know if we have enough players up that end of the pitch. I think the four-three-three system we've been playing has left a gap between midfield and forward mm-hmm. players. It's left a phobia isolated. I thought oh, they don't they don't play to a phobia strength. No, it's booted. It's booted far up long to a phobia who I can't think of occasions where he's winning it. He's not air. a target man. He's not a tar- no, he's not. He needs to be play, playing onto through balls and to he needs pace around him, mm. and we haven't got that. Just on the subject of long balls, fucking Jack Butland's distribution, that's, uh, in in the words of the guy sat in front of me, Jack, we are playing in purple today, you know? <laughs> like, I just, that, I, it made me realise that we were never going to win the ball, ever, with Jack. <laughs> yeah. Go on, sorry, yeah. let's go. No, no, you're absolutely right about Butland. Um... Mark Beckett, if we lose next two games, Bristol City away, Middlesbrough home. Oh fuck, we've got to play Middlesbrough. Oh no, we're oh, not winning that. Christ, we're going to get absolutely done. Uh, which, uh, if we lose next two games, which you can see happening, should the board take action before the season becomes a complete write-off? I think the season might already be a write-off. That's sad to say, and it's it? really sad to say, and I hope I'm wrong, but it's I. I can't see us. We're nowhere near the quality of the top six. And I know our, our XG has been below. And Chris, you're laughing at that. But there are performance no, I know, metrics I know, I that know. suggest we're not. Uh, the, the league position we're in is not representative of. I know, how, but. How well we've played. I suppose those. But we're not a top six side by no. any measure right now, are we? I can name I can name ten teams better than us. On on on, ten, on the basis of tonight's performance, like no, we are not a team who create the chances, and we're just unlucky. All right. So should the board t- take action before the season becomes a write-off? I'm not sure. I think they should. No. I think even if uh, things continue as they are, I'm not necessarily gonna jump in there, row it out camp because it's clearly a bigger job than we all thought it would be yeah. for one thing and I think 
were it not for the fact that we had Paul Lambert for a few months, <laughs> um, we just kind of need some stability right now. Yeah. It, it's some time to rebuild the squad. You know, you can make the case that Rowett should have done this in the summer and should have perhaps overhauled the squad more than he did. But I, I look at the team and think, right, Ryan Woods in the centre, get some centre-halves in, get some quality in the left wing, and then we're... Then we we're hot. the entire team. Well, then, <laughs> but, but left wing, centre-half, and uh, full-back position, you know, we're halfway to, to becoming a decent team mm. then if we kind of find the system that that suits us. I mean, I'm not. I don't know if Rowett is capable of that, and I, I, you know, it, it might be. I might be going down the position that I criticised Hughes in people for last season of being like, uh, "Oh, who do you get in?" and um, you know, just thinking that things will sort themselves out, and they might not do. And it might be the case that if results drop off a cliff then you have to say yeah you've got a sat rabbit but I, I just think I'm not that, at that stage that I, I, I'm not sure that panicking and appointing Mick McCarthy you know who who is available oh that's definitely happening isn't it yeah I'm not sure that you know dropping rabbit and going for a firefightery you know, gong ho type is necessarily the way to no, go. And you see so many clubs fall out of the Premier League and do that. Yeah. And just appoint different I mean, managers and it never it, it takes them years to get back to any position. People thought Villa would come straight back up and yeah. it, and it's taken them a while to sort themselves out. And they still might not have sort them sorted themselves out. But sometimes it it's a you know, we can't just expect to do what no. Newcastle did when they go down and, you know, we might need to just kind of Take a breather and recover, and yeah. and that's really sad to think about, given how optimistic we were at the start of the season. But I'm not row out just yet. Um, a few more questions before we kind of wrap up. Uh, George, is it good that we can get points from games we don't play well in, or are we just shite and should be full of doom and gloom? Uh, both. Yeah. I mean, you can I did. I, you know, I'd have taken a point today. And yes. it's nice to get one having been a goal down. Yeah. But we are fucking shy, don't we? Yeah. Um, Rupert Goff, why is Tyrese Campbell not playing? Uh, he was injured during the under-23s game. But I think, again, with some of our young, you know, youngsters, there's, there's no fucking harm. There isn't, but in the, in the case of Tyrese... Campbell, what is he going to bring to the team? Are the, are the team going to play to his strengths? Um, possibly not, but I also think if given a choice between Crouch and... Oh, God, yeah. yeah the, see, when you bring Crouch on, our players are in a kind of indecision of whether to go route one mm. or to play it to feet. Yeah. Whereas if you stick with a phobia and Berrino, they know they're playing to feet. And... Yeah, it just feels like Cr- Crouch is just being thrown on just in case anything yeah. happens from a corner or whatever. And But he just throws off the way we play so much and that's part of what baffled me about the substitution was, you know, we just needed Berahino on there just to link the play up a bit and yeah. it, it was really, really frustrating. Uh, I think 
we will perhaps uh, wrap it up there. I don't know if there's anything else you wanted to mention, Chris, but no. I am I'm quite tired, Chris. I, I am as well. It's very late. I'm very full from our food, and I'm very sleepy. Mm. So perhaps, perhaps it's time everyone went to bed now. Yes. Okay. Uh, shall we just... Uh, Past your bedtime, guys. <laughs> shall we uh, leave things with our three-word reviews? Yeah. Um, and just... Uh, why don't you just kind of say yay or nay whether you agree with these uh, okay. three word reviews right. I'm ready. we're jammy bastards <laughs> yay we're fucking wank yay we are woeful yay painful to watch uh, yay <laughs> I watched Bake Off uh, nay uh, no you didn't did I didn't you? I didn't that didn't happen uh, Linda Bennett has sent us three snail emojis yeah yeah I agree okay okay uh, Tom's uh, Tom says Joe Allen Law. Joe Allen Law, <laughs> yay. Vaporing the cracks. Uh, yeah. Nothing fucking changes. Well, I mean that's quite sad, isn't it? Mm. Nothing ever changes. <laughs> you are you are the change you want to see, mate. <laughs> that's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, like the uh, you know remember the good times of Shakiri and Anahovich? They're just fingerprints on an abandoned handrail right now, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> very very lucky oh. my eyes hurt shit out the point so fucking slow doesn't surprise me I expect nothing painful to watch he's still shite fuck off football Nick one there daylight fucking robbery Probs going down pass the gin play fucking Bojan fullback's awful so so lucky what is this <laughs> this is a, a- is is that a question about what what is a three word response? <laughs> just completely lost the concept of what we're doing. But he's inadvertently given us a three word response. Fast forward, please. Let's try cricket. Unable to pass. Uh, Fuck's sake. Uh, and on that, someone's just called me a homosexual on Twitter. That's that's not very nice. Well, I'm not. I'm not offended by it, but you know. In response to me telling us what McDonald's we had. Do do only homosexuals? People eat, are weird, aren't they? Yeah. Like, just what? Um, People are weird. Yes, but apart from that, I had I have had a nice time in Sheffield. Oh, good. Thornbridge Jaipur is an excellent beer, and I encourage you, especially the younger listeners, to try it. <laughs> if you're if you're below fourteen, just get on the Jaipur's. Get get your older brother to get some for you. <laughs> this is the Wizards of Dribble podcast endorsing underage drinking. <laughs> Come on, Stoke.